0: Welcome to Coaching the Whole Educator, the podcast that helps instructional coaches, teacher leaders, and school leaders. I'm Becca, former educator and school coach turned transformational coach of coaches. I'm on a mission to help you improve your educators' effectiveness and resilience, especially the ones who need it most. Each week, we'll cover quick tips, strategies, and coaching mindsets, so that you can be on top of your coaching game. Are you ready? Let's dive in. And now a word from our sponsor. Hey coaches, have you ever had a day you wish you could just duplicate yourself to save time? If your answer is yes, with the Sydney platform, you can complete all your coaching cycles, track goals, and connect your teachers with relevant resources all in one place. You can maximize your time and maximize your impact. As a special offer for listeners of Coaching the Whole Educator, Sidney is giving away an opportunity to use a Sydney coaching package for free for the remainder of the school year. Go to Sidney.com front TWE to learn more and claim your free coaching package to start saving time. That's S I B M E dot com forward slash T W E, or click the link in the show notes. Hello, coaches and leaders. I am joined today by Dr. Mitchell Kirshner to discuss how you, as the leader and coach of your school, can take care of yourself as you're busy supporting your stressed out educators. So, welcome, Dr. Mitchell.
1: Well, thank you. I'm so glad to be here. Well, having been a teacher for a number of years, I get it. I get both sides. I understand.
0: Yes. So I'd love you to share with them what your background is before we jump into really useful information for them to learn.
1: Great. Um, I have been in the integrative holistic health and wellness industry for over 30 years. I was a professor at two different universities for a total of nine years, and Along with that, I had private practice for 10 years in between all that, not to mention recently just completing a three-year stint of my own business and being a entrepreneur. And now I'm moved into more of a coaching role.
0: I love how holistic your experience is. And so part of what I share with my people is how to support teachers holistically right and so you know you and i were talking about that analogy of when you're on the airplane right they tell you you look you have to put on your mask before helping other people and so i feel like that's going to be the theme of this episode here today one of the things you were sharing with me earlier was your philosophy on the importance of having mind body and spirit be all taken care of, right? So when we talk about self-care and taking mm-hmm. care of ourselves, what are we taking care of, right? Moving beyond manicures and pedicures, right? And, and a sure. nap in the middle of the day. <laughs> what, what are some common mistakes or fallacies you hear that people think self-care is that it actually isn't?
1: Well, let me start with, you know when we say things like body, mind, spirit, You know, we're not going to get too esoteric here, but the body literally think of your physical body and equate it very much like a car. Car has four wheels. We have four limbs. Car has two headlights. We have two eyes. Car has a gas tank. We have a stomach. And I can go on and on and on. So if we just learn that we have to take care of our bodies, just like we take care of our cars, you got to change the oil. You got to make sure there's water in the radiator. I mean, some some of the basic things is just taking care of this human body. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't require a lot. Now, if you put junk gas in your car, you know it's not going to run very well. The problem is we think we can put junk food in our body and then take a supplement and it's all going to work out. <laughs> but it doesn't work like that. Imagine trying to grow really organic seeds in a garden that hasn't been de yet. The weeds have taken over. So I don't care what kind of seeds you put in there. It's the same thing with our bodies. So that's the first part. Your body is your, your mobile, it's your car, it's your vehicle. The mind is how you perceive things, how you experience things. Mm -hmm. And then when we talk about things like spirit and then we're not going to get spiritual, but your spirit is what makes you happy? Like, do you like to paint? you like to read those are things that lift your spirit and when your spirit is lifted you're in a better mood you're in a better place and people around you can feel that so it's a matter of supporting all three people who just take care of their body and then don't do anything for their mind or their spirit they're not they're not getting the whole package
0: you know, and I I love your analogy of the car, right? And you know, you're saying it's it's like the the oil. You know, when we we put healthy foods into our body, it's like oil in a car. And I loved your analogy of like a, a supplement is not going to fix it. But um, you know, it, for whatever reason, there's a lot of sugar that arrives in the teachers' lounge. So I'd love you to share with the listeners because you have s- such a wealth of knowledge around. Sugar, right like what what it does, what it doesn't do, what we should do with it, right. And then also, I'd love you to share with them how can people manage situations like that?
1: Well, for starters, let's let's date back to Mary Poppins. We're all pretty familiar with the movie and the show the, the um, in the the movie itself, the first one of the first songs early on in the movie was a spoonful of sugar helps the medicine go down. Now, what she was basically saying to us uh, subliminally is a spoonful. I don't know if you know this, but in today's world, with all the places that they put sugar uh, and all the different names that they call it, because they slightly vary it, sugar has approximately 58 to 63 different names that it can go by. And it's put in every, I mean, it put, it's it's put into all kinds of sauces and creams and, uh, and mixes and you know, wherever, wherever, because we have become addicted to it. So it's not the spoonful of sugar. That's the problem, Becca. It's the average American is taking in 27 teaspoons a day. Mm-hmm. That becomes a problem. Yeah. So why do you think it's okay for our bodies? Mm-hmm. Now, how do we deal with when, you know, people are bringing us stuff to the lunchrooms or bringing us, you know, gifts, pass it by. If you know that something's going to come in, I always say, have something handy, have your first aid snack ready to go, you know, have it be handy to you, whether it's some trail mix or some, you know, some dried fruit or, you know, like you got to take care of yourself, Mm -hmm. Uh, you know, coming back to that airplane analogy, Mm -hmm. why not take care of yourself? Because again, put that oxygen mask on yourself first and then help everybody else.
0: Mm I want to share a quick story. Uh, One of the reasons that really motivated me to do this uh, episode was I was recently presenting at a conference and um, my session was on how to support stressed out teachers. And an assistant principal came up to me and she said, Becca, you know, it's really great information you shared with me, but what I do is I spend 100% 100% of my time supporting stressed out teachers. And my question is, who's going to support me? And yeah. so I, I'm so you know happy that you're sharing this because I, I want people to hear this, that if you are busy serving others, you have to spend time and really intentionally block out time on your schedule and prepare meals and be ready to take care of yourself.
1: And, you know, one thing I can tell you and tell the listeners is that taking care of yourself, taking care of your body, your mind, your emotions, and everything else does not have to be hard. Mm-hmm. It does not require a lot of extra work, or you don't have to go to school to learn how to prepare some healthy meals. I I typically, on a weekend day, either Saturday, Sunday, and I spend usually about three hours cooking.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: That's it. Then I have stuff laid out almost for the rest of the week. Mm-hmm. My dinners during the week, Take me 10 minutes because I've done a lot of the heavy lifting on a, on a one time three hour window, you know, mm-hmm. same thing with trail mixes. You know, people, what, what is a meal? A meal is consisting of anything calorically that fills you for a period of time. Mm-hmm. We don't, it doesn't have to be a carbohydrate or protein and a fat. Mm-hmm. It, it, it will be all that, right? A trail mix, a cup of trail mix and a, and a cup of tea is a meal, two apples, and the little almond butter or peanut butter is a meal. It could be one apple, but you know, they're so low in calories, you can have two. Don't, you know, you don't have to strain yourself. <laughs> right? You don't have to, and that's the other thing. Today, in today's world, you don't have to go without. You just have to learn how to replace.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. I like yeah. to
1: use I like to use the soda analogy real quick, right? So instead of the soda, you buy a bottle of seltzer or club club soda or Perrier or whatever. And then you buy, I like to say organic juice. And then you mix your own. There's no preservatives. There's no colorings. There's no dyes. There's no artificial sweeteners. You just made your own soda at home for less than it cost you to go buy a six-pack of soda. And it's a lot healthier on your body.
0: Mm-hmm. Yep. And, and you and I were actually talking earlier about being dehydrated. You said you know, most people are walking around dehydrated, right? I would love to hear from you. What does it do to our brain? Because
1: of water, the way that it works in our body, it's very much like oil in the car. It lubricates your joints. It helps your body detoxify. It helps to moderate your body temperature. It helps to keep your blood flowing properly. It, It does so many different things. Now, when it comes to the brain, a dehydrated brain will not function properly. It will stop. It won't think clearly. Even thought patterns are hard to develop and then express because it's getting hung up.
0: Wow, that's really that that's really poignant. Like I really get that analogy, and yeah. I, you know, I I am I'm, I'm sitting here with my my water, uh, my un un undrunk, undranken. Un, <laughs> I'm not sure what to say, but it is not. I have not drank my water today. My enough water today, you know. And it's it's. I'm really listening for myself as well as you know all my coaches and leaders listening as well. The importance of regularly drinking water to help us be, you know, not only to help us be more effective at our jobs, but also help us enjoy life more. Right. Yes.
1: Yes. Like I said, they, they say you can go usually one to three minutes without air, without breathing. You can go one to five days without water. That's it. That's how important it is. It's the second most important thing that we can put in our mouth because most people can go weeks without a bit of food, Mm -hmm. without one drop of food. But try going more than a few days without water, and you'll watch what happens. So one thing that I tell people is a good place to start is take your body weight. Like I'll take mine. It's 170, I think. Yeah, 170. I'll I'll make it easy. Make it 160. And cut it in half. There'll be 80. 80. Start with 80 ounces a day. That's only two and a half quarts. Now, if you eat fruits and vegetables, you don't have to worry about 80 ounces because there's water in fruits and vegetables. And they're showing that more in the research. So if you are consuming um, more fruits and vegetables in your diet, don't worry about 80 ounces of water. But still, water is its own entity and it doesn't do you any good if it's just sitting on your desk over there, Becca, it actually has to get into you.
0: Right? <laughs> everyone everyone listening is hearing me being coached right now. <laughs> yes. You know, and I, I want to speak to all the things that we're saying, right? Um, there are, um, you know, there are big things that we could do, right? And I, and I think for our coaches and leaders listening, yes. they tend to have very busy lives. So it actually may be quite a stretch to say, spend three hours hours on the weekend to meal prep, but there can be a tiny tweak you could make, like increase the water intake, you know, you know, say no to sugary (laughs) foods, right? They're just can't, you know, just carry around some trail mix, do that one thing. Right. So I really want to encourage folks, don't feel like if you can't do all of it, that, that you shouldn't do any of it. Correct, correct. So we need to wrap up. Um, this yep. has been such an incredible conversation. I'd love you to share about the the books that you've written in case our listeners would like to know more about the information that you have to share. One of the books, and it's kind of a, a dual uh, set, right, is about sugar. And I want you to share about um, kind of w- what you have to address first with the addiction and then what happens after you address the addiction. <sighs>
1: When people say they have an addiction to sugar, I think they need to become very aware that their addiction is not physical. Our bodies actually know how to deal with sugar. They don't know how to deal with artificial sweeteners. That's another whole conversation. If you're consuming a lot of sugar, it is not because your body's craving it. It's because it, your emotions are craving it. There is a physiological thing, but I've gotten people off a of sugar addiction in less than three days. hmm Because we replace it with something else. We replace it with the emotional stability and support Mm -hmm. of something else. And all of a sudden, they don't need that. I got one book. It's called Sugar is Not the Enemy. Sugar does not cause diabetes or obesity. It's the amount people are consuming. Okay, Mm -hmm. Just like I said earlier, one teaspoon a day never caused diabetes or obesity. Along with that, there's a 10-day sugar detox plan as well as on my website, you can find a nine day, nine step sugar detox. It will guide you into healthier living without having to feel like you're sacrificing.
0: Mm-hmm. Beautiful. And we will put the, the links to all of these resources in the show notes. And then why don't you share also your other book that just came out about people that it's, it's really aimed for people that are in front of computers, cell phones, iPads, quite often, right? Which a lot of uh, our school leaders and instructional coaches are in different parts of their day.
1: Absolutely. Whether whether it's a computer or your cell phone, they all emit the EMFs. They all cause you to stay focused on this little screen. They put out blue light, which there's all kinds of research coming out about blue light and the effects on the melatonin and the pineal gland, Uh, sleep disturbances, appetite, uh, arrays, mood, swings, disorders, all of this as, a, as opposed to that screen time, so what we call it, right? So how much time are you spending in front of any kind of a screen? So I came out with a book. It's, I know it, the title is a little bit misleading. It's called Working from Home: How to Staying Healthy while at your computer. But it doesn't it doesn't mean just your computer. It also gives you tips and techniques for how to prevent these injuries, these illnesses, these issues, carpal tunnel, migraine headaches, and of course, sleep disturbances because of the blue light coming off our, all of our devices. All of that you can find available at the website. You can get the book there. You get other resources there.
0: So it has been a pure pleasure having you on the podcast. I know I've learned a ton uh, getting coached myself, you know, and sometimes knowledge isn't the thing, right? Sometimes we, even though we know we need to be hydrated, that's not even, you know, there's a mindset that keeps us from actually taking the action that we know is best for us. And that's when we hire a coach, when our minds are, are, sabotaging the thing that we know is best for us. Right. So um, I'll put all of Dr. Mitchell's information in case you're uh, interested in reaching out to him for further information as well. So thank you so much, Dr. Mitchell, for joining us today.
1: Thank you, Becca. It was such a pleasure.
0: So until next time, just remember, don't treat people the way you want to be treated. Treat them how they want to be treated. Take care.